Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10MinuteTrader.com, with your host, Mr. James Gaudino Sr., where he talks about dividend investing for weekly cash flow. Now, these are live trading sessions. If you'd like to follow along, please do so. If you have any questions, let us know. Now, without further ado, if you want to collect some cash flow using dividend stocks, here's your host. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. Anyway, today's January 19th. It's 10.18 a.m. and we're getting ready to do a quick wrap-up and a projection of what we're doing this week. Now, let's open up our account here. Now, the close of last week, we carried on three stocks from last week. Uh, CLPAA and NRG. Now, I don't really know who they are, and let me explain to you why I don't know who they are. I have a list of stocks that I look at. They're the only ones I look at. At the beginning of every year, I've been doing this for over 20 years, at the beginning of every year, I go through the list. Everyone on the list has increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 25 years. I mean, every year, year after year, even during the crap that we went through in 2000, the crap we went through in um, 2008, the crap that we went through last year, these companies continue to increase their dividend payments to their investors. And there's way too many for me to know all of them. So I don't bother. It's on the list. It's a good quality stock. If I have to hold it all year, don't really mind because it's on the list. It wouldn't be on the list unless it was a good quality stock with everything I want. Okay, so anyway, those are the three that we brought over from last week. I'm going to quickly go over and you'll see where we are and what we're going to do and why I did what I did. If you look closely or for those of you listening, every single trade and there's six of them on my list for today that I bought already today, 9.31 a.m. Okay, stock market opens at 9.30. A minute later, all six of them are filled. I do that because I put the trades in the night before. Now, if you're listening to me or watching, you will wonder why I do it the night before and not the day of. Well, because the sponsor of the show, the 10-Minute Trader, is basically showing you how you can get a nice return. I mean, I'm talking a nice return and not have to spend a lot of time. So this strategy I'm teaching is less than 10 minutes to do this, but it takes longer for me to show you. But last night, I put in my trades. It took me less than 10 minutes because I've been doing it long enough. I know what to do, and I don't question the list. If it's on the list, it's a good company. I don't have to do huge amounts of research on it. The only thing I look at is the charts and the trend. The good company on the list and it's trending properly and everything looks right. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Then I just don't question. Okay, so anyway, we brought over three from last week. We're gonna look at them one at a time and then I'll explain to you what we did and why we did that. Colgate Palmolive is the first one we're looking at. It um, 
opened up last year on the one-year chart. So it's, I'm going to walk you through every one and show you why I did what I did and what I think they're going to do based on the reasons I... Well, based on historical performance and uh, chart trends and whatnot. Okay, so Colgate Palmolive started up the year last year at $70. Took a couple weeks for it to jump up to the high at that time, at 77 right at the beginning of uh, February. From the beginning of February to the middle of March, it was a slow decline. So what was happening last year at that time made the stock go down to the low of the year, which was 58 now, from 58, she bounces back up to where she started up the year back. And it only took a couple of weeks to get back to the same range where she was. And then there's a slow escalating to get up to where she is today. A little trading range, which she um, started back in November. So, November, she got a trading range of 84, 85. And then she dropped down a little bit, which is puzzling to me because I lost money the first week of January and the second week of January, Colgate Palm Olive, and I'm looking for more punishment, I guess. Um, all right, so Colgate Palm Olive at the high of well, what was that? What did I say it was 86, somewhere in that area, and right now she's sitting at 81.78. Now, let's open up and see where we have for the trade for Colgate Palm Olive. Now, we bought Colgate on the 11th, which was uh, last week. Then um, we got 300 shares at 82.89. And now it is at a point, if you look at the chart, she's been uh, staying in a trading range between 80, 82 and you know 83 for the past week. And I don't have a huge amount of confidence it's going to get to our 82.89 price. So we're going to probably end up carrying it through the EX date, collecting the dividend on this. And we're also collecting... Uh, a premium. Um, we sold three contracts for someone to buy it from me at eighty-two fifty. Okay, and we got uh, fifty-nine cents um, a share. So that brought in you know a nice small amount, about a couple hundred bucks maybe. And we're still going to collect the dividend, and then hopefully sell it for. 82 89 or well, probably get called out on 82.50 so anyway I get to collect the premium and I get to collect the, the dividend on that one okay the next on the list is PAA PAA Plains All-American Pipeline okay so that's what PAA is okay so PAA started out the year at the high at 1892 now, from 1892, it was nothing but downward spiral until they hit a cliff at uh, the beginning of March. March 5th, she hit a cliff and then just dropped. She gapped down at 896, but kept on going till she found the bottom at 306, right around the middle of March last year. Now, at 306, she bounces back up and makes the high... Oh, of that time frame up to 12.46 but never gets back up to the 18 where she started out the year 12 was as high as she got last year and just slowly sideways going nowhere and coming into the new year it was a nice upward trend and we got P 
PAA yesterday. We're gonna view the trade. Here we go. We bought a thousand shares at ten forty-six. Now, as you can see, at ten forty-six, the stock in the two down days in a row. Friday, which means I missed getting out of it last week just by a few pennies. I was watching it. It's like, oh come on, a couple pennies. But anyway, carry through the weekend, and then I got. Um, this morning, I got 1,000 shares of PAA at 10.46. So I sold the 10.50 call, which basically means for 25 cents per share, okay, that's at 250 bucks because it's 1,000 shares. At 25 cents per share, someone's going to buy it from me this Friday if it is 10.50 or above. If it doesn't hit 10.50 or above, I get to collect that premium and keep that 250 bucks and carry it through to a next week. But I'm hoping that it goes above 1050. That way I'll be out of this one and I can jump into the next one. But hey, I don't mind collecting 250 bucks every week. That's, that's nice on a thousand shares of PAA. All right, so that's PAA. And the third one that we carried over was NRG. Again, NRG, I have no idea who they are. So it's like it's an energy company. Okay, so NRG started out the year last year at uh, 38. Made a high in the middle of February at 40.25. And then just like everything else last year in the middle of March, dropped down to the bottom, which is the low of the year at 19.19. It took a, about a couple of months for it to jump back to the trading range of 32, which had stayed there for almost the whole year. And it finally broke out um, the end of the year. She broke out of that trading range to make an all-time high, well, a new high at uh, 4174, 41.75, somewhere in that area. And then that's where she is. She's just going sideways at the moment. Now, the position we had with NRG, I'm going to view the trade. We got uh, 800 shares at 41.09. Now, on Friday, we missed 41.09. Uh, sorry, we missed the point that we we're trying to get because we were doing one of those um, dividend trades where you add the dividend into the price that we just got it. So whatever it was, that was our target price, which we missed it for the week. So I'm thinking to myself, how do I capitalize on that, collect the dividend, and maybe collect a premium for the for the option? So I got a $0.75 cent premium to sell to someone at $40 at $0.50. Okay, now remember, I bought it at forty-one oh nine. So why would I be selling it at forty dollars and fifty cents? Well, number one, I want to get rid of the stock to keep the money working, and two, I got to collect seventy-five cents per share, which was eight hundred shares, and I don't really know the number off the top of my head. It's maybe like one hundred and fifty bucks, something like that, to hold it, and then someone's going to buy it for me at forty dollars and fifty cents. But if you actually do the math. I'm actually collecting 75 cents on top of the $40.50, which brings it up to $41.25. Okay, do you see that? The price that I paid for it, $41.09, I'm selling it for $40.50. Okay, but I collected 75 cents already. So if you take this premium that you collected, add it to the strike, and that's the actual price that it's being sold for. So if I add 75 cents, 
to the $40.50, that comes up to $41.25. Okay, it's important that you see that. $40.50 and $75 is $41.25. And what was my purchase price? $41.09. So it's like almost a guaranteed sale. Because she's at $41 right now. Can she continue to stay where she is? Probably. So if the stock goes up, I make my money. Stock goes sideways, which means stays where it is. I still make my money. And if it goes down, it can come all the way down to $40.50, which is where it is now, $40.53. But the nice thing about that is if it doesn't get bought out, if it doesn't go above $40.50 by Friday, that means I will continue to hold it into next week and I can do the exact same thing next week. Sell a call at $40.50 at $0.75 or $0.65 or whatever it is, as long as it is above what I paid for it. Okay, you see that? Paid $41.09. The $40.50 is below. Okay, so it may not sound right. I bought it for $41. I'm selling it for $40.50. But I'm collecting the premium week after week after week after week. See that? It's kind of like getting a dividend every single week. As soon as it goes above that price, I get called out, and then next week I buy another one. It's cash flow. It's cool. Anyway, that's where we are at NRG. We're hoping it stays the same and just stays above $40.50 by the end of the week, but we're going to look at it again on Wednesday, and we're going to look at it again on Friday. So we'll find out what we're going to do for those of you that are following along. All right, so that's the three that we brought over from me from last week. Now let's take a look at the three that we bought this morning. Now I put these in last night because like I said before, this is trying to be a 10 minute situation. You get on your computer, you're on your account. You can be on Facebook and YouTube for as long as you want, but just tend to your money for less than 10 minutes. The amount of money you're going to get for that 10 minute investment is just staggering. That's okay. Anyway, so Hasbro was the first one we looked at, and we bought Hasbro this morning at $97.68. And our target price is right here, uh, $98.36. Okay, because they have 68 cent dividends, we automatically add that in, and that's our new target price. So I just leave it alone. When it sells, I get a little ding-ding on my phone. I said, hey, you sold something. Okay, but here's the interesting thing. It was. Uh, it doesn't tell me when it was filled. Huh. Anyway, okay. Uh, Hasbro. Oh, we're gonna open that up. Yes. All right. Hasbro started out the year at uh, 104, 105, so in that area. Quickly found a high at 109. Uh, at the beginning of February, before she dropped down like a rock, and that's all. It's not. Well, like cliff diving or anything. It was a slow tumbling down a steep hill. Um, middle of March, she finds her low at 42. From there, she quickly jumps up. It takes about a week or so to get up to a trading range of 71. And she's a slow escalation up. I mean, this is the kind of stock you want to buy. And just hold on to it. And see how it's a nice little steady pace going up. All right, so... We had three down days in a row, which is not a happy thing. So this is the, probably the moment, well, I'll start looking at why. 
Now, Hasbro, one of those companies, I don't mind holding it. Now, let me show you what the seasonality chart looks like and tell you why we bought this. Seasonality, here it is. All right, now the seasonality chart, the blue represents this year. As you see, there's not much movement there. But the red represents the last 10 years. Okay, one year on top of another, on top of another, on top of another, so on and so forth. Now you can set it up for three years, you can set it up for five years, but I like 10 years. I like some historical performance that has some history to it. So if this thing's been doing this for the last 10 years, most likely it's going to do the same thing. And they've increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 25 years, so it's a company I really don't mind having. So as you see, it has a, a nice little movement from January 1st all the way up until the end of February. And we're still in the beginning of January, so I don't mind jumping in and buying some of these. So let's go back to where we are, uh, back to the standard chart. Okay, now we got Hasbro this morning. I'm going to open up and view the trades at 97.68. Okay, and our new target is 98.36 because we had that 68 cent dividend coming in. Now, we can hold this all the way up to the date of record and collect that 68 cents and then try to sell it for more than we paid for it or we can just collect the 68 cents now and say thank you very much and leave but why did i buy 500 shares an even number well here's the thing bought it 97.68 if the stock goes down it doesn't look like it's going to hit our target before wednesday we get in and we can sell an option on it to give someone the option to buy it from it for the exact same price. So if I don't make the 68 cents this week, I'll at least make a premium off of that investment. Okay, so there's a price I paid for it. Now that's a solid number. You can't, I can't do anything with it. This is what it is, 97.68. And right now she's at 95.90. Okay, so she's going down. I could go in and cancel this order and see how much, well, you know, just for the fun of it, let's find out. I'm going to look at the trade, I'm going to look at the quote, and find how much that um, option premium would be. All right, she's at 95, and we bought it. Let's refresh my memory. View the trade again, 97.68. So it's 97.68. And 97... Okay. All right, here you go. Check this out. I can cancel that, and I can sell the 97.50 spread. Not the spread, sorry. The, the call for $0.60 cents a share. This way, I get to collect the $0.60 cents and keep the stock. So I either make the $0.68 cents from the price target that I'm hitting for, or do I take the guaranteed $0.60 cents and hope it stays above 97.50? Okay, because remember we bought it for 97, I keep forgetting that, Hasbro, 97.68, so I'd be losing what, 16, 18 cents on the stock price, but I'd be making the 60 cents or the 70 cents on the premium, so I'm still selling it for more than I paid for it, and that would be out of it by Friday, so that's like, what, 50, 60 cents just by Friday. So it's almost like collecting the dividend. So I think I'm going to do that. Uh, Hasbro. 
Okay, so I'd have to go in and close my standing order. Okay, now that got canceled. And let's go into Hasbro, create a closing order. <coughs> now we said we want to do the 9750. Five hundred shares, which is only five contracts. Okay, so at sixty a piece, so let's see how much we get for them. Okay, so here's the order: sell five Hasbro one hundred um, twenty-two, which is uh, this Friday, uh, January twenty-one, which is this year. The ninety-seven fifty call at sixty cent limit to open. Oh, nice. Got it for 70, 70 cents. Okay, so 70 cents a share at 50. Okay, let's go back. Let's see where, what it says. Uh, okay. Hasbro sold 5, um, 22, 97.50 at 70 cents a share. So if we add that 70 cents to the 97.50, we come up with 98.30. Okay, do so you see that? 9830 and remember we bought this at 9768 okay so it, it's profit and guess what if it doesn't hit that target because it actually has to hit 9750 or above or we'll own it again next week and we do the exact same thing next week so it um Five contracts is 500 shares, so 500 times 70, which is 350 bucks. Not bad. That's uh, off a hundred dollars. How much is that? No, that can't be right. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Um, the next one would be MS, the Morgan Stanley. So let's quick quick look at Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley's one year chart looks like this. Starts out the year at 55. Went sideways for uh what was that six weeks in the middle of February. Then she drops to the middle of March, to the low of the year at 2818. Now from 2818 she jumps up to a trading range of what is that uh, 39 stays there for a couple of months. Uh, and then in the middle of May, she jumps up again to 48 and moves sideways all the way until she breaks out of that range at the middle of November. And she finds where she is today at a new high of high of the year for 77.13. Now, she's at uh, 75.52 at the moment. And let's see where we are with Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley's right here. So just view this trade. All right, she's at 75.53 at the moment. And we got it at 76.17. Now we wanted to get a trigger or 35 cent dividend or the equivalents, which would be 76.52. That's our new target. Now, considering the stock is at 75.50, and we got it at 76. Let's see how much the premium is for the 76 on Morgan Stanley. Put that in here. We take a look at it. 
Look how tight that uh, spread is on the between the bid and the ask. Now the spread, that's the difference between what you can buy it for and what you can sell it for. Heavily traded stocks, I mean really heavily traded stocks, have a very tight margin. Now this one, you can buy it for $75.54 and you can sell it for $75.52. But why would you do that? Why would you buy it and sell it for less? Well, let's get back to where we were. See, at $75.35 and we got it at $76. So the 77 call is, is uh, 85 cents. Now, 85 cents on top of what we paid for it. Let's go back to where we were. View my trade. Okay. 85 cents for the 77. Wow. That we will. Let's see how much a 76 is, because that's what we all got it for. The 76. That's a no-brainer. I'm canceling this one and taking the premium. It's a dollar. The 76 is a dollar 24 premium. You have any idea what that is? Okay, let's go back to monitor. Morgan Stanley. It's not going to hit the 76.52. It's going to have to move a buck. Be up to here. Oh, look at that. I was really close to getting the sell price this morning. But I'd rather take the buck. So let's take the buck and get that for the week. Uh, replace order. With 7.76. And. Okay, so we have seven contracts of Morgan Stanley, right? Oops. Yeah, Morgan Stanley gets 700 shares. Now we want to look at the 76 for a dollar 24. No, that's almost 900 bucks. And ooh, a dollar 27. So that was more than 900 bucks. Okay, so we made 900 bucks off of that one. And let me explain to you something. Okay, let's go back to monitor. And what did we just do? We just sold top of the filled orders. Um, January, so 700, seven contracts, which is 700 shares of Morgan Stanley at 76 for $1.27. So you add $1.27 to the 76 call, and that's your sales price. So it's 77.27. And what did we pay for Morgan Stanley? Let's go back down to here, view the trade. Okay, we bought it at um, 76.17. So you see that? I don't even have to wait for the dividend as long as this stock stays 76 or above. Okay, now if it doesn't hit 76, I get to do this again next week and collect another couple hundred bucks. See where I'm going with this? All right, so... Uh, Morgan Stanley, we have one more to look at. Ooh, I'm going to sell that one. Cancel that order, Morgan Stanley. So I have one order left open, and that is the AGNC. We got 3,000 shares in our new target. Okay, wait a minute. 
Okay, AGNC. Let's take a quick look at their chart so you guys can follow along with me. AGNC. Um, like I said, 3,000 shares. Okay, you ready? AGNC started out the year at 1829. Took about a couple of weeks, the middle of February, for it hit the high at 1957. Now, from 1957, this thing does what, what do they call that uh, base jump <laughs> base jump and what I mean by that she went from all the way up from like almost 20 bucks down to six dollars and 28 cents that's the bottom that's the low of the year she bounces off that gets into a little trading range right around 11 there's a slow escalation from the 11 to 15 where she's today now it, it was a nice steady slow climb to the 1560 area, which is where she is today. Now, AGNC, uh, we've got at 1570. Okay, our new target is 1606 because they have a 36 cent dividend. So let's take a quick look and see what we can get for um, AGNC's spreads. Not spreads, options. A, G, and C. All right, so A, G, and C is at 15.77. Now we can sell the 15.50s at 28 cents, and that would bring us up to, uh, to 15.78. And what did we buy them for again? Yeah, that would only give us an eight cent thingy. And she's on a nice little roll. She's at fifteen seventy seven and we're looking at uh Yeah. It's not it's not a very profitable uh what do you call it? Option. Okay, with the at the money's twenty eight cents and it's only gonna give me like an eight cent profit. It's not really worth it. I'll, I'll go for the uh for the other one. Alright. That wraps up the stock plays. Now, as you can see from those spread, from those um, from those options that we sold, rather than going for the dividend and then going for the option, we it's just basically a covered call. I bought it for a buck. I'm selling it for a buck, but I'm selling also selling someone the privilege of buying it from me for the exact same I paid for it, and they're paying me a premium. Now, it may not sound like a lot, but let me quickly run over the premiums that we collected so far this morning. Um, 800 times, uh, put 75 cents. Um, 1,000 at 25 cents. 100 at 59 cents. Sorry. 359 cents. That was three contracts of Colby Palm Olive. Five contracts of Hasbro. So that's five, well, five contracts, yeah, which is 500 shares at 70 cents. Um, and uh, seven contracts of Morgan Stanley, which is 700 shares at 727. So that is nice. Now, these numbers for the day, it looks like I'm losing a thousand bucks, but. Am I really? Because I'm not selling any stock. And if I do, every stock I'm selling is selling for more than I paid for it. 
So every single one of these uh, trades we get one, two, three, four, five, six are all stock plays with options attached to them except for AGNC, which not very profitable option trade on AGNC. Because she may she might hit the 1606 this week. Who knows? But absolute worst case scenario. If she doesn't do something by Wednesday, I am going to sell an option on it. Because I do want to collect something this week on that invested dollar. So you invest the money, you want it a return for week. Whether it's the dividend, whether it's a dividend equivalence, whether it's an uptick, or whether it's an option. All dividend investing strategy. We're basically all dividend capturing. That's what they, what they call it. You're basing your decisions directly related to the dividend. And what the dividend means to other people. To me, it means cash flow. So anyway, we got 2500 bucks to spend on speculation. So what we do then is we look at our market watch, pop up the calendar, and then see all the weekly option-able companies that have over 25 years of increased dividend payments, and we see who we can invest in today. Today is the 19th, so we want to look at right here, AGNC, CAG, Hasbro, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Um, we stopped at PAA because we ran out of money, so let's take a look at Pfizer, which is PFE. PFE, Pfizer. Okay. Pfizer started out the year last year at 38.39, just like everybody else. They found a low of the year in the middle of March, 25.56. From there, she goes right back into that same trading range between 30 and 38, 37, somewhere in that area. But she's like basically up and down, you know, sideways kind of scenario. So let's take a look at the seasonality and what can we expect for the first quarter from Pfizer. Doesn't thrill me. You know, so here's where we are, this little up peak right there, and we're so close to it. I figure we get a couple of days if we can out of that, not for the whole week. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna pass on Pfizer because the seasonality just doesn't look right. And then the uh what do you call it? The standard chart, you know, it, it's it's not blowing wind up my skirt. It's basically a sideways company going nowhere. Um and this past couple of weeks it's basically down and then up and down and then up. It, granted, it looks like it's going to go up again, and that's what the, the things are pointing. But seasonality tells me it's not going to stay that way, and it, it may, it may not. But I like to have more in my favor, and that's just not enough for me. All right. Signet Jewelers. Let's take a quick look at Signet Jewelers. I've never heard of them, so why are they on my list? That doesn't look that bad at all. Okay. Chart for Signet. We started out the year at 2802, goes sideways for ooh, about six weeks into the year before she drops, just like everyone else, in the middle of March. Finds the bottom at $5.56, which, hey, it's a good company. It wouldn't be on the list if it wasn't. So uh, at $5.56, you jump in that. But what would you do? Would you buy the stock or would you continue buy call options out into the future? Because once you find the bottom and you recognize that it is the bottom, you can stair step by buying option after option after option to buy. You don't actually buy the stock because you make more off the option. Anyway, 
All right, so she finds the bottom in mid-March, 580, and then she slowly works her way up, and it's a nice, steady, slow growth until she hits the um, beginning of this year, and then she just shoots up, okay? So as you can see, she hits a high in the um, end of November. Drop down a little bit. I'm assuming that's going to be profit-taking because that is a nice little move from 550 all the way up to 32. What is that, a couple hundred percent return? <laughs> nice for those of you paying attention. Okay, so from, from that little high, she drops down. I'm, I'm assuming that's profit-taking. And she goes sideways for a little bit. And then, beginning of the year, she shoots right on up to hit the high of the year at $42.93. That's not bad from $5 in the middle of March. Okay, so from there, she got uh, four down days in a row. But let's see what she's going to look like in the next upcoming weeks. Go over to the seasonality chart. Nope. For growth, nope. No, not for me. So from the beginning of the year, she has a nice little drop down. So seasonality tells me this is not for that trade. Okay, maybe another time. Okay, so we're going to pass on Signet because I just don't like it. You know, you got four down days in a row. And that is a clear. Anybody can take a look at that and say, oh, ooh, that's lower, that's lower, that's lower, that's lower, that's lower. Okay, see it? Lower, 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 lower. And the seasonality says it's almost wrong. No, thank you. Okay, so... Texas Instruments. They got a 90 cent dividend coming up. Now that's a nice size. TXN. Ooh, that one looks pretty. Okay, so Texas Instruments started out the year at 131. Went sideways until uh, the end of February, where she joined everybody else at the bottom of 93. Now that's not that bad. From 130 to 93. Whoops, let's undo that. Okay, so she went from 130 down to 93, which is the bottom. And we all know Texas Instruments is not going to stay there. So she didn't stay there very long. Quickly jumped up to 101, stayed there for a couple of weeks. And then this is a nice move. She goes from 99 all the way up to the high of the year at 175. And that is a nice incline. That's what you like to see with a growth company. But what is we? what do we think she's going to be doing in the next couple of weeks? Let's take a look. to seasonality here we go nice okay this is a nice steady growth company Can I just give you a uh, an indication of why it's on my list look at that chart nice smooth steady growth so from the beginning of January it's like a almost a 20% increase from January to the end of the year seasonality wise is it going to do that normally who knows but let's take a look at where we are now and what we can expect in the next upcoming weeks okay this one looks pretty good for a you know spread trade because she's basically going sideways now I like sideways so TXN T XN. Everything's pointing in a direction. She's got the dividend coming up, so we can possibly collect the dividends on that. We can collect the spread trade on it. Now, I'm looking at single option. I want to change that to vertical. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the standard chart so we see what we're looking at. Okay, now, she's at 173 which is not bad. Well, 
here's an interesting trade. We can get the 167-170 spread. 167-170 spread. So as long as she stayed above 170, we would make a relatively decent profit. Let's see what 10 contracts are going to look like. Okay, so we'd make almost $400 off of a $2,100 investment. Um, that's close to, what, 17 18%? That's not bad for one week. So as long as she stays above 170, we're good to go. Now, of course, we have it's got to fill. So it's at uh, 213 limit. Ooh, I want to change that to... Only because I want to give it a little bit more room to move. There we go. Bumped up to 218. And she got filled at 215. Okay, now I could deal with 215. So let's find out what that profit was. Um, create a duplicate order. This is cheating, by the way. If you want to find out how much you just made, 215, what we're to do is basically do the exact same trade, what it just filled for, and that will give me the numbers because it will do the calculation for me. Okay, so we made 350 bucks off of that trade. We just did. We just made that. And it cost me uh, 21.63. So let's break out the calculator real quick. Come on, the calculator. There it is. Now I said 2186, right? For that 2186, and we made 350. Uh, that's wrong. I do it the other way. <clears throat> 350 divide 2186. And that will give me the percentage of what we just paid and what we just earned. Okay, that's 16%. I was right, right off the top of my head, I said 70. So that's 16%. Um, as long as that stock stays above 170. Okay, it's at 173 now. So this is my favorite trade, and let me explain to you why. If the stock goes up, I make my 16%. Stock stays the same. I make my 16%. This stock can even drop down from where it is all the way down to 170, and I still make my 16%. So as long as this stock stays above 170, by the end of Friday, I will make a 16% profit off of that little chunk of change. Now, is there a chance that it could go down? Yes, there is a chance it could go down. But remember everything that's in our favor. Number one, it's on this list. And that, I, I really shouldn't have to continue to express that. If it's on the list, it's a good company. No stocks on my list are not good companies. So every single one on the list, I wouldn't mind owning for the whole year or for a long time. But I don't because I get higher returns by continuing rotating them. Okay? The dividend's coming up, which is an artificial stimulation to make the stock move up because people like dividends and like to collect them. So if I buy it before the dividend, and I know what the dividend's going to be, then the, I know that the stock is going to move up during that time frame because we wouldn't be buying it and wouldn't be on my watch list 
if it didn't. Okay, it means if it's done it in the past over and over and over again, that's why it's on my list. Okay, if I say it's on my list, it's on there for a reason. Anyway, let's look at all the indicators that makes make us to believe that it's going to go up. Number one, the dividend's coming up. Number two, worst case scenario, I own a good stock and I collect the dividend, which is coming up. Number three, the 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 um, seasonality chart basically tells me that it's done this move every single year for the past 10 years. Okay? And finally, I look at the regular chart to find out which way it is trending. And it is trending in the direction upwards and sideways, which is exactly where I want for my trade. If it goes up, I make 16%. If it goes down, I make 16%. And if it stays the same, I make 16%. How can you go wrong? That's why it's my favorite trade. Now, if she drops down to 66, 65, yeah, I'll lose that money. But this is trading, and that's part of the game. Nobody wins them all. On that note, let's take a quick look, and I'll show you exactly why nobody wins them all. Uh, account statement. Those are all the trades I made this year. Here we go. Profit loss year to date. All right. Nobody wins them all. Look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine losers so far. And how many winners? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. All right, fifteen winners and nine losers. But out of those nine losers, I still in position of one, two, three, four, five, six. So it's actually only really. Um, Truly loser is here because I don't have it anymore. Okay, that was an actual loss on GPC, genuine parts. Um, I have this one, have that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Oh, lost money in General Dynamics. Plug, oh, that one hurt. Um, Procter & Gamble. Uh, Colgate, Paul Mollop, and Hasbro. Wow, I don't know Hasbro. Okay, well, chasing a loser. <laughs> Not really. I'm just trying to make up for the loss that I made. And it has its dividend coming up. So you'll, you'll see that I do that constantly. It's like whenever the dividends, okay, this is all the dividend companies. Yeah, companies paying a dividend for the month of January. From here all the way to here. Okay, now the, it gives me lots of options. But <coughs> and next week... We'll probably getting into um, February because we're running out of because on the 19th we're in the what the third the fourth week of January no the third week third week of January wherever we are we're in the third fourth week of January basically meaning you know the month is almost over so I have to start looking into February to see option plays because we always buy you know two weeks before. They're on my list. Got a dividend. Got two weeks to go. So, that being said, we can check out for today. All right. So, I'm going to do a quick snapshot. Snapshot for today's activity. There we go. Okay, I don't need that up anymore. And we're going to just close out and say goodbye for the day. Well, let's see if the computer wants to.
And here we go, start recording, we are done. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.